0: You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. This is the second uh, lecture to do with iOS. Uh, So these are topics with iOS. uh, It goes way beyond what's covered in these two parts, but this gives people a good grounding of the basics here. Uh, And last time we ended up and uh, uh, we were talking about uh, various parts of iOS. And we stopped before we got to Spotlight Search is what I have first here. This is a feature in iOS. Uh, It's on the slider bar on the right of the home screen. So if you flick uh, either to the right to the last app on your your home screen, you flick over once and you hear a slider bar and it says page something of something, so one of two or however many pages you have. Um, you can double tap on that now. And that activates something uh, called uh, Spotlight Search. And that's a really powerful search tool that you can type in anything, uh, anything from an equation like a math problem to uh, words. to uh, And it will search uh, for what you type in there through uh, on your iPhone and off of it. So it's a search everything for what I want. And it will look for definitions of the word that you search for. It'll look in maps to see if there's locations that pertain to uh, what you've typed in, in case you want to go there. You can just double tap on that, uh, on the location. If it comes up with that in the the list and uh, go there, everything's separated out by headings. So you can turn your rotor to headings and flick it up and down to get to the different kind of sections, uh, whether it be definitions or, uh, different sources of information. And this this will search through your photos for objects. And now it can even look at, at, at uh, basically if you have a photo and it has a duck or plants or something, uh, it will search for the described, like if you put in a mallard duck and it re- recognizes a mallard duck versus other ducks, it will try and find the photos with mallard ducks versus other ducks and, and put them in the search results for you. So it's really, really powerful. Can go into everything, uh, locations, insects, plants, all sorts of different things. And it also searches online. So it will pull in definitions, it will pull in thing Wikipedia articles and different things like that. So if you ever just need uh, to, to know things in a hurry, Spotlight search can really come to the rescue there. It's fully accessible uh, to get out of it. Once you're in it, uh, you you can do the home page uh, gesture, which is from the bottom and you you uh, touch, and you slide up to the first bip, and then you release and you go home. Or you can uh, use the back gesture, uh, the scrub back scrub, which is sort of like a Z. You you scrub left and right uh, with two fingers on the screen quickly, and that uh, that will. Uh, get you back uh, a level, so it's it's just a, one of these little features that is it, people should know about. It's there. It's it can be really useful if you're on an iPad. They don't have an actual calendar on the or uh, calculator on the iPad yet, so it's the way that that you can you can sort of have your calendar and get solutions to math problems by using Spotlight search of all things. So uh, yeah, on the iPhone, of course, we do have a calculator. And it will open that calculator automatically if you type in like a math problem. It will zoom. You want the calculator and instantly take you in there. So that's the kind of thing that it will do. It will open up relevant apps uh, for you if it deems it appropriate. So it's it's using Spotlight search taps into Siri's artificial intelligence uh, that that is part of the Siri assistant and uh, tries to decide what results will. Best fit your situation. So it's kind of doing that behind the scenes, like an awful lot of iOS. Uh, so we we're going to talk about apps and folders, how to move apps. Uh, you can edit your home screens. You're not stuck with the order that apps are in. Uh, if you want to say move an app from one screen to another, you go into the edit mode. Uh, when you're on an app in the home screen, if you flick down with your finger and uh, the rotor uh, will default to actions uh it will land on edit um, and you can double tap to add uh, to activate an edit mode. Now things are kind of on a clock here with the edit mode because they uh they basically uh you you after a while it will leave edit mode. it'll presume that you're done editing so you don't have forever um, but what you can do is you can flick to different apps. And you can flick up and down with, uh, with your finger and get at different actions. So you can, uh, drag is, is where you pick up an app and you can drag more than one thing. So you can go onto a page, find a few different apps and, and flick down to get to drag, double tap to pick them up. And now you're carrying those apps like puzzle pieces. And you could even go to another home screen and then find another app where you want them to either be before or after and then flick down with the rotor. Once you've touched on, on an app that you want them near, click down with, uh, with one finger and you go through different options. So uh, drop the apps before uh, that, that app you've indicated with your finger or afterwards, or you can make a folder. Uh, and that will create a folder with that, the original app that you've touched near plus the other apps that you were dragging and uh put them all in in a separate folder for you uh when you drop uh when you drop the app and, and that creates the folder and then you drop the apps in the folder so folders are uh, they you you can basically double tap on a folder to open it and uh to uh to close it again you uh you can do the home gesture and that takes you out of the folder again um you can uh, move apps in and out of folders uh if you if uh, instead of having a bunch of different home pages you could make a bunch of different folders on one home page and put relevant apps in each folder like you could have a navigation folder a work folder uh you know a shopping folder uh and and double tap on that folder whenever you want one of those apps go in there find the app double tap on it to to launch it uh etc i i've never really like folders because you then have to you, you don't have access to status bar uh, and dock when you're in the folder. Uh, so I I generally just use the home screens, but if if you like a more kind of regimented sort of organized kind of system, you might prefer folders. And that's that's one of these cases where iOS presents you with a bunch of different options. Uh, in in how to to manage that. And you can always nothing's in stone. You can always remove apps from folders, you can put more apps in folders, you can rearrange the order of apps inside a folder. And uh you can also get rid of folders if you don't want them anymore. So all of that kind of thing uh is is pretty straightforward. You do that all in the edit screen uh which I've I've already told you how to enter. Um you can also of course Move home screens around you can change the order of home screens and you can uh hide and uh basically rearrange home screens at your uh pleasure basically uh and so that's another thing like can set of folders i I use home screens, so I have a page five for shopping and a page uh my page four is kind of more for for work apps and social media apps. And uh things like that. So I just remember the numbers of the of the home screens that the apps I want are on. But it, you know, folders are another way that you can have similar kind of organization and have it named the way you want it named. Uh there's also the app library. Now, this is you go past your final uh home screen, you go one more up, and you get to the library. And the library is where uh it, it your any app that you have on your iPhone will be stored in your library. Uh so you don't even have to have it on your home screen. You can you can have apps on your iPhone that are not on any home screen and the only way to get at them would be to go into the library. And it organizes things by itself. It does that by using artificial intelligence which takes advantage of tags on the apps that developers Uh, have to enter when they put in the description for their apps. And that kind of organizes them into folders. So you might find a financial folder. You might find a productivity folder with a bunch of writing apps, word processing apps and things that you've collected. Uh, Games folder, obviously, for all the games. uh, An entertainment folder for stuff that isn't games, but is still entertaining in some way. Uh, Media folder for broadcasting apps. And it will sort of create that by itself. And you can actually, instead of having new apps added to home screens, you could have them just appear in the library. And then you'd go into the library and, and either you just use the library to get at all your apps if you wanted. So you wouldn't even have to have home screens. Or you could, uh, you know, when you want a home screen full of certain apps, you take instances of them out of the library, the, the icons, and you drop them on the home page, uh, the home screen where you want them. And then they're still in the library. You don't, you know, they'll still be there, but there'll also they'll be that, those icons on the home pages. So it's a whole other way for people who don't want to bother with home screens to have, get access to all their apps. So there's a lot of choice there. Um, you know, the library is, it, it, it's automatic. It keeps everything organized. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, I quibble with some of its choices when it comes to uh, folders. Um, and deciding what goes where. So I don't tend to make as much use of the library, but I do use it for apps that I don't want necessarily on my phone all the time, but I don't want to delete. Like I'm not ready to just ditch them because they might get better uh, at some point in the future. I'll just take them off my home screens and they'll just be in the library. And so when you go to delete an app, uh, you you can uh, do it in a in a few different ways. One of which is is go into the edit screen, flick down, uh on an app name and it'll say edit you double tap on that and then you can uh you can delete an app from in the edit screen you can also uh, double tap and hold on an app and uh uh it will uh come up with the an option then you flick right through uh, menus which has a few different options including one to delete Uh, the other approach is to do it from storage you can go into iphone storage and settings and uh, tackle it that way, delete any apps uh, you don't want. Um, You you can also remove an app uh, from your iPhone, and it's still stored in in kind of the cloud, and it keeps the data of that app on your iPhone. So there are a number of options there that you can use to manage the space on your iPhone and uh, things like that. Uh, Apple has really been on an interesting journey to get to this point where we have this kind of control. Uh, it used to be that apps do exactly where their files would go, and that was all she wrote. Uh, you had no control over that, and everything kind of had its place, and it was kind of kept behind the scenes. You couldn't really do much with it as a user other than delete en masse uh, or delete from within the app. Uh, if you had too many photos you could you could delete photos from within the photos app, et cetera um, they've gone from a, that very closed garden like approach to a more open uh, environment where you can deal with a lot more kinds of files and you have more control uh, and This has been happening over years, which is why the file and storage system that we have in iOS is is such it can be kind of confusing for people. So there's there's a few different places. There is the uh solid state drive on your phone uh which you have to choose the size of when you buy your phone. There's no updating that. You pick it when you buy it and that's how much storage space you have in your phone. There's also uh the iCloud and that is if you if you do uh what most people have initially is the 5 gigs uh, available. You can uh, put some stuff in there and you don't need it right on your phone, so photos and things like that that you might you know want to keep but not you know necessarily need all the time on your phone you can have them there, but most of that space is going to be used backing up information from your phone, uh, creating the backup that you could restore from if if things go to pot um, so that's something to keep in mind i Certainly, have found it worth investing in more iCloud space just to be able to handle the backups and uh, and to store other things that I want uh, safe, uh, you know, kept and ready that I can withdraw from the cloud onto my iPhone when I want. So, the iCloud Drive sort of is an extension. Uh, it, it, it's a, an area of information that you have. It's, it's sort of a bucket that you can put data into that apple provides and that isn't on your iphone and a lot of stuff stuff gets saved to icloud automatically uh in fact one episode i can tell you about uh my father was uh, had a new ipad he had just gotten it he was uh wanting to take a picture he was standing in the driveway of uh, my uh, extended family my brother and his wife and and my nieces were all out there to see dad come up and he Gets out of his car, takes his iPad to get the picture, and he snaps a picture. And he accidentally drops his iPad, and it was—he had just gotten it that day, so he was not a happy camper. So one of the few occasions they they saw him kind of tear up and cry a bit because it was it was bad. Like he thought he was uh, out an iPad. You know, those were kind of expensive things. Uh, but fortunately, he was able to go, and they. You know, they they were very good with it. They gave him a new iPad and uh, he didn't have to pay anything. Um, the other kind of interesting thing was the picture he took had already been sent to the cloud by the time he he had gotten to the store. Like he had obviously gotten back home at one point. And it, it had uh, gotten on to the Wi-Fi and had sent that photo uh, to the cloud so that when he took it in, and got his new iPad. That photo was there, right? So things can happen very, very quickly um, in terms of that. You don't even realize when things are sent up to the cloud. It doesn't really announce; uh, it just happens. You can control what is using the cloud, and you do that in the settings. In the uh, in the the very first thing that you come to is is has your name if you finish setting up your iphone it'll sort of have your name you double tap on that and it gets into all sorts of uh things that you can go through and change that are related to your personal identity and they're kind of uh separate from your iphone in some ways because this uh, in that area of settings this is where you have all your apple id stuff your uh, payment information all kinds of different things and in that area is one thing called iCloud, iCloud storage. And you can go into that and choose, there's a kind of a menu of options where you can turn on and off whether a particular app uses iCloud or not, uh, whether you want that particular information backed up to the cloud. And you can really customize that and decide what uses the cloud and what doesn't. And especially if you don't have a lot of cloud space, that's a really good thing to think about and do um, because you know otherwise you you would have to invest uh you know, pay for an iCloud space subscription which is not uh, much you can get 50 gigs for i think it's 2 dollars or something a month and uh it goes up to a couple terabytes at the top end uh if you want to go that high with iCloud i think probably for most people you know uh, 512 gigs is more than enough even 256 uh you know is is plenty for backing up your phone and and all the key information cuz not everything counts against your cloud. So it, what really gets backed up in there is more personal information, books, things that you've stored, but if you do things, if you buy anything from Apple, uh TV movies, um, you know, music album uh things um from iTunes, you can still do that. Uh things like that, um Apple, Apple books they don't really take iCloud space. They're, they're not counted against your iCloud space. They're in the cloud and you can get at them when you want uh, because you bought them. But uh, it, it's not really in your uh, allotment of cloud space. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. And uh, you know, don't feel that, oh, I have to be very careful which books I pick. No, no, you can, get, you can have as big a library as you want and it will, uh, because what that does, it taps into the store. Basically, you can just re-download and delete items that you purchase as many times as you like. So, you know, that's something to, to keep in mind here. Um, now, the only time is, uh, to, to think twice about this is if you're in a situation where you're not going to be online. Uh, if you're going up to a cottage or something and there's no Internet, then you have to think about what do I want with me on my iPhone? And that's where it can really come in handy to have you know, a larger amount of space on your iPhone that you would have had to pick early on. Uh, now things have opened up a bit, so you can do things like use flash drives that have lightning ports uh, or other methods of getting information to and from. Uh, Dropbox, you can have uh, things like Dropbox or uh, Google Drive. Uh, and different, there are basically different cloud services that you could exchange information between. And the files app is what facilitates all this. Uh, it's automatically included in iOS and you can go in and I- explore. Uh, there's different locations. So it has on my iPhone, which is everything stored on your iPhone, your physical iPhone. There's iCloud Drive, which is everything in your iCloud space, basically. So you can go through and and either put things there that you want uh, to keep uh, maybe not on uh, on your phone, but ready that you want to be able to get at Um, uh, and uh, things like that. You can also move things between your iPhone and iCloud and between that uh, service and others like Dropbox or uh, Google Drive or some others. The other thing, of course, is flash drives. You can put in a flash drive with a lightning port. And as we move it to the USB-C era, uh, probably in the next year or two, we're going to see most iPhones ditch the lightning port altogether and go to USB-C, which is the more common kind of port for data and charging nowadays. And that will open up a lot more options in terms of accessories that you won't always have to hunt for something with a lightning port. uh, If you have an iPhone, you'll be able to, use usb accessories including more of these flash drives uh, i have one from left bridge that uses a lightning port and you can plug it into the, the port and it will have just another drive in the files app another location that you can move files to and from on and off of that drive so that's the kind of thing now that you can do that you just couldn't do at the beginning it used to be way more closed than it is now so uh There are a few different places to go to manage things. So mostly, um, when it comes to storage, look in the app in question first. So if you want to remove some audio books, look in the Audible app, for example, and you'll find in there, you can flick down on the the book title. If it's on your iPhone, you can flick down and you get a menu of options, uh, including remove uh, from device. You just double tap that in the book goes off your device. It's still in your library because you still have access to it and you can re-download it, but it'll be off your phone. And this doesn't take up the cloud space because it's a separate cloud. The Audible app uses a separate cloud. An app like VoiceDream Reader does use your iCloud space for things. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, as you get books and, and some apps will make use of your iCloud, other apps will not. And uh, depending on what you want to do, you want to think about that. Um, maybe invest in more iCloud space, partic- especially if you want to store a lot of books and things. Um, so that all of that kind of becomes important as you use your iPhone for more things. So if you want to do like large scale moves, you go into settings, Go into iPhone uh, General and then iPhone Storage, and you'll get a listing of all like the, the amount of memory everything takes, each app and how much the information and the app takes. And you can go in, double tap on the app name, and you can decide to remove the app from your phone. You can either remove it to the cloud and keep the information so that next time you need it, everything is just ready. It just reinstall. You can go in, reinstall that app, and the information will already be there um or you can just get rid of an app altogether which which removes the app and its data everything and if you need it again you can absolutely get the app again you've already especially if you bought it no worries there you never have to buy anything twice it'll just download again and you'll be starting off from scratch so that's kind of how that that kind of uh thing work on iphones it's uh, very kind of the the idea is you're always going to be probably online or you're going to have cellular data and you'll be able to just grab what you need from the cloud or other clouds. Uh, so for a lot of people, that's fine. If if you have good internet connection, uh, you, you're golden. Uh, the problem, the only hitch comes when you are in an area where or have a power outage, like we did at one point with Rogers recently, uh, not too long ago. And, uh, I was very happy that day that I had all I needed on my iPhone, including uh, Wikipedia, among other things, just there that I could tap into. Uh, and I have enough space on, on my 512 gigabyte, uh, iPhone to do that. But if I'd, I thought earlier, oh, I only need 64 gigs or something, I might have really had a tougher time with that whole power outage than I, than I did. So, you know, it, it depends on, on what uh, kind of thing that, that you're envisioning doing, where you're going, um, whether the storage methodology that is, is iOS kind of uses will uh, suit you or not. So hopefully that gives people an idea of the kinds of things in terms of file management and storage that you'll have to sort of think through with an iPhone uh, as, as you really become more of a serious user. I didn't know any of this for the first year uh back in in 2011 of course things were a bit more simple but i i had no idea about managing file space or that there was an iphone storage setting uh or much uh, information really about icloud and what it was doing uh because things were so well handled behind the scenes that i it just never came up until i got you know too too uh, greedy with my music album buying And filled up my iPhone. And then I suddenly needed, oh, there's an update that I have to get, but I don't have enough space for it. And what do I do? And that's when I had to quickly go into settings and iPhone storage and figure out, oh, oh boy, I have too much music on here. And I had to go in and and really dig into how to delete stuff and and really manage the space that that was taken up on my iPhone and, and discover the ins and outs of okay, well, I can always re-download music. I don't have to keep it stored necessarily, uh, things like that, and what counted against my cloud space and what didn't. Uh, so it's kind of iOS is like that. That's one of the things that uh, that iOS does kind of better in some ways than other operating system. It takes care of the behind-the-scenes for you uh, reasonably well so that you don't have to learn quite as much, I found, as – as like with Windows, I had to learn a lot all at once before I could really do much else. Whereas with iOS, as different as it is learning how to manage a touchscreen, once I understood the voiceover uh, part of it, which is why I covered this first, uh, and now we're on iOS second, is because once you understand the voiceover and how the basic gestures work, everything else kind of can fall into place pretty naturally. I was answering calls and doing all kinds of other things long before I knew much about how to move apps or how to to really manage the resources, the storage space and everything else on my iPhone. So hopefully that gives people a good idea of of that. Uh, iOS, it's really about keeping things as clutter-free as possible and as well-managed. Apple has a kind of paternalistic approach to its users and they want to sort of keep things as simple as they can to the, the point where they don't give you quite as much options uh, and ways to sort of geek out as they do on, on Android phones. Uh, they just make sure everything works very smoothly or as, as much as that's possible for them. And uh, that is uh, is is kind of their approach. And slowly that's changing. Like slowly they're opening it up, slowly they're introducing complexity. Uh, you know, it's getting now to the point where I think we're going to reach a point where Android and Apple might pass each other in the night going in opposite directions. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me entirely. Uh, iOS is, is really safety is at the heart of everything. So Apple has done a much better job of sort of defending it, its users against sort of criminal activity and things like that in, the, in its app store uh, than Android. Uh, you know things it's not a foolproof defense uh, but Apple just because of the nature of how they did iOS and the sort of sandboxing approach that they've used uh, it's it's been a, a much safer ride uh, I've, I've been at this for 12 years now roughly and I haven't ever had to deal with a virus or anything like particularly nasty uh, the only time I lost a bunch of really important data was when I was working on this guide, the first edition of it, and I didn't realize that a directory, uh, I, I thought it was just a junk directory that I didn't, already, that, that, uh, I didn't need because I updated the app I was using uh, and found out the hard way that no, I actually needed that and had to jump through hoops to recover that, uh, but that was my own infliction and no one did that to me, I did that to myself, uh, making an error in judgment so iOS it, it does keep things pretty safe, and it's it's unlikely that you'll do something that really wrecks your day, uh, you know. For for keeps, uh, chances are in most cases you'll be able to recover if you know enough about uh, the options that are that are there. So hopefully between these two lectures, you've got a good grasp of some of the basic things in iOS that don't really have their own apps. So the you know the status bar the dock the home screens the uh, slider bar and the how that accesses the edit uh, uh, options you can uh, move around home screens uh, from within the edit uh, uh, options uh, once mm-hmm. you get the editing mode active it's the editing mode is what you need to activate to do that and then once that's it says is editing you can actually go in and hide and unhide home screens and move them around, move apps around. Uh much easier than it used to be. It used to be an absolute pain to try and do anything like that. Uh now it's it's pick up and put down apps. Uh very uh, drag and drop, uh very friendly, uh much better than it used to be. So hopefully that'll help you guys get started really making your iPhone what you want it to be. Uh and then next in the next uh couple of sessions, we'll be exploring another really big part of what is essentially still iOS, but it's a separate app called Settings. And that is an app that you go into that uh, really is your gateway to configuring everything about your iPhone uh, that you might want to do is is available in Settings. And we'll go through uh, a lot of that. Uh, not everything because some some settings like areas like accessibility have their own section in my book because they're so big and broad uh, but we'll get you to the point over the next couple of lectures where you can sort of find your way around settings and sort of have an idea of what would be <clears throat> a lot easier so hope that helps thank you for listening to the gtt podcast from the canadian council of the blind there are many ways to get in touch with us you can call us toll-free at one 877 304 You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational dot